Welcome moms of all stages. If you've ever thought you were a bad mom, if you have, you're in the right place. I'm Jody, your host. I'm a mom of four, a 20-year educator and behavior specialist, and certified life coach. On this podcast, you'll hear about family life at its best and at its worst and everywhere in between. We'll talk about mental health and inclusion and other hard topics. But most importantly, we will talk about how you can define good mom on your terms. You can show up as the mom you want to be starting now. Let's get started. Hi, moms. Welcome back. This is the episode about when it's hard to love someone because they're not being very lovable. (laughs) So thanks for joining me this week. All right. If you happen to have any family members who have any type of behavior problems or learning differences, or even if they're just going through their stuff right now and they are not showing up as their best selves, then you may experience the feeling of feeling like they're just not easy to love, right? And as moms, when we do this, we often follow that right up with a big heavy dose of guilt because we think we shouldn't have unloving thoughts about our kids. And then we get some other messages out there depending on the age of our kids. And sometimes there's messaging around what they call tough love. And I've talked about this on an earlier episode too. And then there's even this other thing that happens sometimes where the person is telling you flat out, either with their behavior or directly telling you, I don't love you. So then some of us have this feeling like if somebody tells us they don't love us, then that's it, right? Like we can't love somebody who doesn't love us or we shouldn't love somebody who doesn't love us. Like that that messaging, even for some of us, if our adult kids do that or cut us off, then we can struggle with that concept, right? We can think that some of us are thinking, okay, I, I still love my kids. I'll never stop loving them, even if they say this to me. And others of us will feel like, okay, they cut it off. I'm cutting it off, right? I'm going to have to protect myself in this situation. And for all of these, all of these situations that I just described, I would put these under the category of when someone is hard to love. And what I mean by that is difficult. It's difficult to love them. And why is it difficult? Nine times out of 10, what's difficult about loving someone is that we feel hurt. We either feel hurt or we feel afraid. And when we feel hurt or afraid, and they're very close cousins, by the way, then we want to protect ourselves. And it's very hard to be in protection mode and also show love. In fact, I think it's pretty near impossible. And I'd like to also offer that I think there are times in our lives where we need to be in protection mode for a short amount of time or at least a temporary amount of time. And sometimes we need to be in fear. Sometimes we need to be 
hurt, and all of those emotions matter too. And so I'm not saying that we should not be in a place where we don't always show love to people. I I think that being human means that some days we don't feel loving to other people. It's just that when we can be aware of that and we can make a choice about that and we can be intentional about that, that's when we do a better job. So I just want to give a couple of real life examples that I hope would be helpful. There's a lot of groups where they are like moms of adult children is a it's a huge group on Facebook. I think there's probably more than one of them. And then there's other groups like parents of a child with bipolar disorder or other groups like that. And in a lot of these groups, there will be a lot of messages where there's the mom who is sharing a very detailed account of how much one of her family members has hurt her, how they started on a rampage of telling her how terrible of a mom she was, and then nobody did anything for Valentine's Day for them. Or And there are multiple stories out there, and it, it always fascinates me when I start scrolling through those and realize I was one of these moms who did this before. Back in the day, I would go in and, and find a group where I could share all the ways that I had been wronged by my one of my kids who had a behavior problem or who was struggling and would call me every name in the book. And the fact that I, I, for a long time, I've told this story before, but for a very long time, I just thought that I was alone. I didn't have an, I didn't have a partner who helped me because my husband wasn't always super supportive in terms of household things. But I changed that story when I realized I did have a partner all along. He was a partner in ways, not always the ways that I wanted him to be, <laughs> but he was always there. He was there. He he showed up in ways that showed his, his way of showing love. And there was consistency in it. And there was certain things that I knew he would do. He would always, always feed the kids and bathe the kids and take them on rides, car rides. He would always play with them. He would take them to any baseball practice, basketball practice, any of that stuff. He would always, I could count on him for for that all the time. He didn't do chores around the house, but he would always take care of the garbage. And if there was a mouse, he would do it. Always. So there were just certain things that that he really was a partner for. So my point is in all of that, that we can have these stories and we can, they can actually even be true. When we're listing out the things that our child says that are so hurtful and so painful, and we can tell that story and it can be so dramatic and it can be an actually true account of what happened, right? In those moments, it's very hard for us to have a feeling of love towards our child. If we are so focused on all the ways that they have hurt us, then it's hard to have unconditional love to them. It's just really difficult for the brain to do that. And that doesn't mean we don't love our kids. What we can do about this, though, is we can recognize when we are in that space of 
telling that dramatic story and listing out all the ways we're hurt. And instead of trying to list it all out and try to get justification or whatever that is that we're seeking when we're, when we're doing that, it's, it's, if you stop and think about it, it isn't a good feeling. Love feels so much better, right? And so what we can do is we can recognize that we're doing the pity party story, even if it's true, and we can say, I don't want to be in this space. I'd rather think about how lovable my child still is, that they're lovable as a person, their behavior, not so much. Behavior, not lovable, but them as a person, still 100% lovable. And the other thing we can think about is behavior is a point in time when a person or a child can't make the demands of the environment match what they have the capacity for. They can't show up in a way that we expect them to. They just can't. They can't in that moment. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, but I think we're all doing the best we can at any given moment. And sometimes we are not doing very well. Sometimes our kids are not doing very well. Sometimes we're not doing very well. But I think people are honestly doing the best they can. And sometimes we mess up. And sometimes our kids who struggle mess up a lot. But we can still show up with love towards them, even when they're not being very lovable. And the way we do it is we just think thoughts that help us have the feeling of love. And we can still have feelings of love and not approve of their behavior. And this is the magic. It's when you can have those two things that seemingly are in conflict with each other, but you can allow them to coexist. That's when we can say, I love you and I don't like this behavior. I love you and no, I'm not going to be treated that way right now. I love you and I'm going to take a walk until you are calm. But we can still have love. I hope that this episode was helpful to you. It's a combination of a few of my very early episodes, <laughs> but hopefully it is tied up with a nice bow for the week after Valentine's Day. And the theme of love this month was really fun to work on and do episodes for for the, for the podcast. We also had a fantastic Zoom party and we had moms who came and just were so open and shared and so supportive of each other. It was a really, really nice conversation that night. It was, we had moms from Canada and from, I think there were four different states represented and we just had a really nice conversation. So I really hope you can come to our next, it's a mom Zoom party. The next one is in March. I think it is March 10th, if I remember correctly. But I will confirm that. And yes, I will see you next week. But I also have some interviews coming up, really exciting interviews. One of them with another one of my daughters. You know that I interviewed one of my daughters already. And I'll have another daughter interview in March for one of those. And then I have some more surprises coming. So stay tuned and I will see you next week. 
If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.